There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I saw Mikey kissing Mrs. Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. She didn't see him go out the window to the snow. He bailed again like goats of Christmas past from long ago. And Paige and Todd are gone Just like chestnuts on your open fire So here's the friends you know Romancing in the pod show Mikey kissing Mrs. Claus last night Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Podcast. You had us at Hello, I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week I made everybody watch... The, the holiday. holiday. All right. So full disclosure, this is probably my favorite holiday rom-com movie. It's so, so good. I've seen it so many times. Have you guys seen this movie before? So I saw this in theaters when it came out. Uh, I was like 18, I think. And I don't know if you guys remember, but right around the time this movie came out, Jude Law had cheated on Sienna Miller with his nanny. And it was like, oh, my oh God. I did remember the, this. Yes. It was like the news story and so when i saw this i did not like it the first time and i think it's because like the real life jude law had bled into the movie for me (laughs) and so i did not watch this movie since last night was the second time i have seen this movie in my life and i thoroughly enjoyed it and i was like i've hated this movie for years what's going on i love this movie Paige. i'm very glad you liked it mikey had you seen this movie before i'm kind of on your boat todd where i really like this movie yeah i watch i mean i think i watch it like once a year so what you're saying is it's a tradition if you've done it at least two or three years (laughs) it's a tradition it's a tradition Uh, sure i guess we could be ridiculous I mean, I started this movie thinking I was going to have to fight with you guys about it. I will say I enjoy the Jack Black, Kate Winslet storyline more than the Jude Law storyline. The first time I saw this movie, I agree with you. I was all about the Jack Black storyline. This time I enjoyed the other one because I kind of have a little bit of frustration with the Jack Black storyline 
where I feel like they build those two people, both Kate Winslet and Jack Black, as kind of less attractive, which I think is bullshit. Oh, 100%. (laughs) I mean, it's Kate Winslet. But they, it's Kate Winslet, but they dress her down and they're definitely billing them as the, quote, less attractive storyline. And it kind of made me mad that on the other side with Cameron Diaz and Jude Law, we have like a full-blown makeout sex fest and we don't even let Jack Black and Kate Winslet kiss and she flies him back to England. So that is a sticking point for me of like, give them a love story too because they don't really get one. They get the Harold Zoid episode from Futurama that is charming, (laughs) but we don't really get a love story for them in this movie that is as, I would say, passionate as the other half of the movie. I I think I agree with you. I would also like to say that I'm not a super huge Cameron Diaz fan. Oh, it's fully because she's a terrible actress. Yes. Literally every time I watch this movie with Natalie, we talk about how terrible Cameron Diaz is and how amazing Jude Law is when you put him next to someone who is fully as terrible as Cameron Diaz. And it's honestly one of my favorite parts of the movie. Cause you're like, how is he this good with that across the table from him? I mean, Jude Law is a really good actor. He's solid, man. Hell yeah. Enemy at the gates. Come on. Yeah. I mean, like he divorced from the news stories at the time with enough distance to just appreciate the movie as is. He's fantastic in this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. He is. So is Jack Black. Jack Black's great all the time. I love and Jack Black. so is Kate Winslet. I think for me, the love story in this that hits me as a surprise is Kate Winslet and Arthur. Like yes. the love that they build for each other just hits me in a way like I cry like a baby when she goes to pick him up and they go to his uh, Writers Guild of America thing and... I cried more during that than I do any other thing. I'm just thinking about his life and he lost his wife. And then this girl comes along and like does this super sweet thing of like taking an interest in this older guy. Like it's so, so sweet. I literally cry so much every time. I, I do like it. I did cry. But there is a part of me that's like she deserves the level of passion that Cameron Diaz gets. She yeah. deserves it too. In her life. Oh, I agree. With your assessment of the Jack Black, Kate Winslet storyline, I agree completely. Like Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are banging on night one. And Jack Black and Kate Winslet have been hanging out for a month and they don't even kiss until he flies across the globe he really to spend the New Year's Eve a couple with her. times. He does have a it. girlfriend like the whole time. Does he? Yes, he has a girlfriend in portions and I do think that plays into it. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's like that was a writing choice. That girlfriend I mean, the only thing that girlfriend serves to do, and again, we should probably just get into the movie and talk about it, but yeah. she serves to be a mirror for Kate Winslet's relationship. That's the only thing. But because this is a movie split in half, we don't get enough time with them To really invest in the idea that they are both coming from toxic relationships that are very similar and have found each other. That's a really good point. So I think we should get into what I have started calling Good Love Actually, which is the movie (laughs) The Holiday. So let's get into it. At one point I called it Snow 27 Dresses in the beginning, but we'll get into it. I believe I took my mom on a date to see this when it came out. 
Mikey, I do not like that you call them that dates. That is a real upsetting yeah. turn of phrase. That, that sentence, I am not oh a fan God. of. I took her to the movies. She's divorced. I like that Mikey added the caveat of she's divorced as if it's like, she's not cheating with me. She's divorced. <laughs> no, but I mean, oh my God. So this is like an attack Mikey episode. No, I, this is not an attack Mikey. This is an intervention. No, everybody <laughs> who I know listens to this podcast, everyone. I've talked to everyone. Many people are talking. That you two gang up on me. Okay, cool. Uh, my cousins earlier this past week, they referred to you as the super single one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're super single because you're taking your mom on dates and not eligible bachelorettes. Yeah, I mean, you can't even really get to first base on that one. Oh my God, I can't. I can't do this. Just call it an outing. <laughs> it's an outing. Yeah. We went on an there outing. There we go. Hey, now that we've gone on this Mikey dates his mom sidebar, can we get into the fucking movie page? <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about this 20 minutes longer. <laughs> I know. Paige texts me and she's like, my cousin said there that you're the super single one, but they love you. And I was like, oh God. You know what I love? 90 Day Fiance the other way, but that doesn't make it great. Controversial opinion. It does make it great. <laughs> <laughs> if Todd knew what the show was that I'm talking about, he would be laughing. You assume I don't watch 90 Day Fiance. How do you think he met Natalie? She came all the way from Hobbiton. <laughs> you guys, I'm never sending you pictures of my feet again. <laughs> Can we get into this fucking movie? So we open on two people kissing by a lake. Turns out it's a movie and Jack Black is scoring the movie. Yes. As we kind of go through his studio, we get Kate Winslet's voiceover where she's basically kind of giving us her thoughts on love. Much like love, actually, we don't need this voiceover. I really don't know why most voiceovers are there. Yeah, that's fair. Most VO is not needed, right? But I do feel like this movie does everything that love actually does much better. And I do Agreed. think this is a much better VO. Yeah, I would say so, too. And I do love, just like love actually, that Jack Black is playing the keyboard in all the scenes you see him playing. He's actually playing. Yeah, it's because he can play. Yeah, um, he's a musician. We also see... His girlfriend, or who we find out is his girlfriend later, Shannon Sossaman, who is terrible in everything. Literally every movie she's in, she's terrible. <gasps> yeah, I, I don't think she's a bad actress, but she plays a bad character in every one. Oh, do you? I don't really see her in enough scenes to determine so, that. So really. here's the thing. I I love the movie A Knight's Tale. That's it's what a fantastic I was going to say. I love movie, A And Tale. she is fucking terrible in Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was her. She's real bad. <laughs> She also at one point named her son Audio Science. No, she did not. Is her son a DJ? <laughs> no, I think he's just a person. That's unfortunate. I don't know. Anytime I see her in a movie, I cringe. I'm just like, ah, again. So he kisses Shannon Sosman's hand as she leaves. Yeah. And this is where we get the voiceover from Kate Winslet that says love is blind. So we cut to a shot of Cameron Diaz in a car with, it's Edward Burns, right? Yeah, it, yeah, is, it is Edward Burns, yeah. And so I think when he was in 27 Dresses, I have him as not Patrick Wilson in my notes. <laughs> yeah. And in, in this, in my notes, I just have not Paul Rudd. <laughs> just, like, just swapping born white guys out. I do love Edward Burns. If you haven't seen the movie Confidence, check it out. He's solid. He's great. But in this movie, you don't see him that much. No. And, and he's a total douchebag. Yeah. I mean, I sort of think that's how he is most of the time you see him. Yeah. So we get a voiceover that says love fades, which is kind of like voiceover shadowing. Yeah, it's VO shadow. VO shadow. We see Arthur, the old man, going to bed next to a photo of his late wife, which is very <sighs> sweet. Yeah, I love Arthur sad. so yeah. much. 
And we cut to a shot of Jude Law in a bar where a girl kind of smiles at him. And then the voiceover talks about unrequited love. And this is where Kate Winslet kind of breaks down what her life has been like and how the last three years and the three holidays of the past couple of years have been miserable because she's, quote unquote, in love with someone who doesn't love her back. Yeah. This is set up a lot like 27 Dresses, but better. This is 27 Dresses with earned emotions. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, oh, oh, yeah. 100% agree. Still cried during 27 Dresses, but I felt better about crying during this movie. I cannot <laughs> believe you cried during 27 Dresses. I think I did too at some point. What is wrong? Thank you, Paige. I feel seen, Paige. Thank you. I think I cried when we found out that her sister cut up her wedding dress and then cheered as she cussed at her. Anyway, so in this movie, her her boss is played by Rufus Sewell, uh, and uh, his character is terrible. He's a great actor. He always played terrible characters. He the one time he doesn't is Tristan and his old, and he is one of my favorite parts of that movie. And it's not a great movie, but I'm gonna make you watch it eventually. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. I'm so excited about it. He's also in a knight's tale. He is also in a knight's tale. Yeah. But isn't he a douchebag in a knight's tale? Fully. Yeah. Fully. Okay. Fully a douchebag. He's typecast. Anyway, so essentially we find out that she has bought him a gift and she puts it in her desk drawer. Also, this was written and I believe directed by nancy myers who if you are a romantic comedy fan there are many nancy myers movies and i would say that they tend to be better than most and that's probably why this one is good she's done a ton of rom-coms yeah yeah but this is where kate winslet tells us that or i think she tells us by way of talking to another character yeah literally one of her friends come over and like is like hey so what's your deal what's going on with you and this guy like it really sets up what the stakes are between her and Rufus. Yes. And we find out that they weren't exclusive, but they were sleeping together. And he oh, yeah. ends up sleeping with someone else who I think is the girl that he ends up engaged to. It, yeah, I think so, too. Although I'm not sure it gets into it, all that. I'm not sure they name names. It doesn't necessarily matter. But yeah, no, it doesn't. And we know that after they stop sleeping together, she continues to have feelings for him, yes. even though it's not mutual. But he's blurring the lines of their relationship boundary that kind he's kind of leading her on. Yeah, he does what and my dad would talk about this all the time how you should never do this, but he does what my dad would have called backburnering somebody. Yeah, absolutely. It's like he they move them to the back burner and never let them fully go. Yeah. Because, you know, you might want to get back together with them if the front burner doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. I have been backburned many times. I mean, it's, I find it to be incredibly cruel to yes! do to somebody. And yes. I think this movie does a great job of not fully revealing that he is doing it intentionally immediately. Because oh, I think, yeah. yeah, I think the first couple times we meet him and she's giving him gifts, it's really set up like it's her. Like she's the one keeping it going. And he's just kind of interacting with her because they're co-workers and friends. Yeah, they're friendly. And she's the one who's attaching meaning to it. Sure. And again, they're writers. Well, much like 27 Dresses, she's a wedding column writer. Oh, yes. God. It's Christmas 27 Dresses. But he comes into her office and she's kind of a brown noser uh, where she's like gushing about an article he wrote, gives him his gift and he's like, oh, I forgot to bring yours. It's in the car or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. And I know you'll look hot in it, which is, implies that it's lingerie, which is inappropriate for the workplace. Noted. 
I mean, this is someone she was sexually active with and would like to be again. So <laughs> yeah. it is a welcome change. And I, I'm just saying this because I know someone who has, let's just say, had a intimate relationship with someone that worked in their HR department. And, you know, sometimes that line does get blurred on the job. And just, you know, hopefully... You I don't send that. an email that's incriminating and have your IT send it on to your manager and then have some sort of, you know, conversation when that person who was covering your ass that okay. you were also banging First in off, HR leaves. Let's talk <laughs> about this. Do you want to talk about this? First off, the IT department wasn't even involved. So that's a lie. Sorry. I may have mi- I may have missed up some details. I apologize. She quit very suddenly and they went through her email. There's a difference. <laughs> what did the email say? Oh, Mikey, tell the story. <laughs> okay. Me and this girl from HR, who we went on one of the most Nashville dates I've ever went on. And I actually liked her. It just didn't work out in the long term. You're both guitars. You went to the, the Music Hall of Fame. No, we went to the Ryman and saw Dolly Parton. And it was amazing. And it was one of my favorite Nashville experiences. And she was super sweet for buying tickets and stuff. And uh, and we dated <laughs> for a few months. So she took you on this awesome date. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, we stayed friends. We just were like, okay, this is kind of hard because we work together and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even realize I sent her any emails that were unprofessional at all until I get called into my boss's office. After <laughs> she there. quits, Paige. After she quits. And I get called in and it's like my boss and my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss. And they're like, hey, we had someone from HR quit unexpectedly. And so we went through her emails and they found some, they found an inappropriate email from you. <laughs> in there and i was like oh my god wait mikey before you go on can i ask the question of had you and this hr employee informed the company that you were dating that's not a policy that we have so no (laughs) okay now continue (laughs) i had a panic attack (laughs) basically i turned bright red and i was like anyway i wasn't getting in trouble for it and i was like i didn't know i said anything because i usually i'm very professional Usually, Paige. Normally, he is. In this case, not so much. <laughs> so I like it's like a ten minute meeting where they're like, "You might have to go to a training." Here's <laughs> how foreplay works. <laughs> was so funny. And I go back to my desk, and so I like sent a search for all sent messages to her. And what happened was, four months before this, she sent out an email company wide that there's a thunderstorm warning. And I had replied and I said, there is a thunderstorm in my pant. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you guys know, because you can't hear Paige. She pulled her sweater up over her face. Her face is in her hands right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of my favorite Mikey stories that I've been sitting on for longer than he's been on any podcast I produce. There's a thunderstorm in my pants. <laughs> my pants not able to talk since this whole story talked. All right. Well, I just wanted you to hear that story. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so she she bought him a first edition. We don't know what the book is. Oh, an amazing gift. And he asks her where she found it. And she said it was buried in that place that we found that one time. Essentially implying that they went on an outing to a bookstore and that's where she found it. Yeah. So it's got like double significance. Uh, and he says... Why are you so great? And he then he follows it up with like, I hate that we can never talk. And I'm like, you're talking right now? I feel like you could talk whenever. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And we cut to, they basically go back out into the, like the main lobby of their office where the CEO is announcing that they're kind of reducing their hours for Christmas and... 
they've got a wedding coming up and it's him. He's engaged to somebody else. Oh. It's even more brutal than that, though, because the editor-in-chief yeah. or whoever this guy is says, hey, Kate Winslet's character, you're going to have a little bit of extra work because someone in the office just got engaged and it's the guy you're in love with. Yes. Doesn't this suck for you? Like, it's so sad. It's brutal. It's devastating. Yeah. And, I mean, this, after the scene that we've just seen, yes, could it be a very close friendship? Sure, but I would say there's definitely some mixed signals going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we already know they they were intimate at one point. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's different from 27 dresses. This is not just somebody pining after somebody they've never talked to. This is former relationship yeah. that kind of ended on ambiguous terms. 27 dresses is full on a serial killer. Right. And Kate Winslet's sort of a normal person who's just still hung up on a guy she was maybe friends with benefits with. Maybe they sort of dated, whatever. But like she just has feelings for someone she was once with. Yeah. Right. So we cut to her leaving the party, which totally get it. She rides the train home alone to her adorable yeah. cottage that I am obsessed with, that I want so <laughs> badly. It is amazing. I love that place. I've seen it in other movies, too. I love it so much. And then she gets inside and basically just sobs. Her house is like the coziest place to be sad. It's perfect. Yeah. It's literally perfect for surviving a breakup. I love it so much. Which is good news for Cameron Diaz because we're about to cut to that. We cut to Hollywood <laughs> and her mansion where not Paul Rudd wakes um, up. I have a question for you, Paige. What do you feel about people who call it Holly weird? I mean, it happens all the time. I don't think it's any weirder than it. I mean, no, that's not true. It's that's like weird. people calling Nashville, Nash Vegas. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But you're not from here. I get way more offended when people call California Cali. Or when people refer to the Bay Area as Frisco. I don't like either of those. Huh. Noted. Hey, Mikey, we should go to Frisco when the, all this coronavirus. <laughs> Texas? You're going to Texas. Congratulations. Have fun in Texas. I'm a Cali guy inside. You're not. So we cut to her Hollywood mansion where not Paul Rudd wakes up. On the couch, Paige. On the couch, calls out for Cameron Diaz. She's in their bedroom, and she just immediately starts throwing shoes. And he's <laughs> denying that he slept with the receptionist, and she's like, well, swear on my life then. Swear on my life that you didn't sleep with her, and you won't do it. Yeah, which is insane to me. He's been lying about it forever. Why not continue to lie about it? I'm not saying you should, but like that just doesn't make sense to me. Everybody has a line, Todd. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, his line is going to be... Like, I'll sleep with my secretary and she on you, but I... I will not swear to your life. That's epic. Yeah. <laughs> I have standards. Anyway, she <laughs> kicks him out. I do love that this day starts with a fight. Like they both went to bed so mad that they are fighting immediately from Jump Street the next morning. He yeah. did not come home till 430. Oh, was that? I guess that's why he was on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So he's now in front of the house and she's up on basically like the front balcony of the house which is by design right it is very the breakup version of romeo and juliet right yes and he's basically like we've had problems for over a year our sex life is nothing non-existent you work too much i work too much and she's basically like well i didn't cheat on you though like i'm in this relationship too i'm experiencing all the things that you're experiencing and instead of just talking to me about it you cheated on people uh, so I'll just send you your stuff. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part about the scene is when he admits to cheating where yeah. she's like, 
just with all of your being, just tell me you actually cheated. That would make everything so much better. And the gardener turns around and is like, oh, yeah, his head. <laughs> yeah, the gardener like, shames him. Laughs so hard. He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, yes, fine. Are you happy? So she actually comes down and out the front door and is like, am I happy? Am I happy? And commits domestic violence. Yeah, she fully strikes him twice in the face. But it was 2006, so we're sort of like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, he also tells her that she screws up every relationship she's ever been in. And we find out later that he has been kind of hypercritical of her. And she's kind of carrying some of that with her. Yeah, like, okay, they've been together for years and he's been telling her that she's bad in bed. Like, that's insane. It's wild. Like, that's horrible behavior. Like, she should have broken up with him a long time ago. No, I'm with you. Unless she's like, into that like I would be into it like if Cameron Diaz wanted to tell me I was bad in bed and I'd be like all right whatever you're into we're learning a lot about Mikey today Paige and I am here for it (laughs) I like to drink Mikey this is something we got to do more often so her personal assistant comes and grabs her uh that Ben needs you who is John Krasinski he's her head editor yeah and they basically screen for her a fake trailer starring Lindsay Lohan and James Franco I love this fake trailer so much yes fake trailers in this movie are phenomenal yeah I love that they get a list talent in this movie for like no time for like 10 seconds and I think it's because it's Nancy Myers where people are just like you're making 100% it is but like Dustin Hoffman has one line in this movie it's a throwaway line and I loved it. So they finished the trailer. It looks great. She tells them she wants to take a few weeks off. And they're just like, what? We don't do that. What are you talking about? You're a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah, We we don't get to take any time off because you don't take any time off. Yeah. And she tells them that she wants to eat carbs and read a book. And I'm like, same, bitch. Yeah. That sounds like a great (laughs) Thursday night for me. But then she launches into the craziest monologue on earth where she's like severe stress makes women age prematurely and look haggard and single women over 35 are more likely to be killed by a terrorist than they are to get married which is not true that's not at all true yeah fucking nuts it's a bonkers thing to say i was happy you guys cleared that up because i was like is that a true fact no (laughs) absolutely not your likelihood of being killed by a terrorist especially in america is so low. Well, I mean, unless we're talking about white nationalist terrorists, and then Even that's, that, then. that's been going up. Yeah. I do love that Mikey was like, oh, that's plausible. <laughs> I don't want to speak anyone else's truth. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. This movie came out in 2006. Yeah. Now, even if you're counting white nationalist terrorism, that kills a couple thousand people a year. But by their estimation, that means that less than a few thousand women over 35 get married every year. Oh yeah, it's fully an insane stat, which anyone at face value could know that it is fully just a ridiculous stat. So anyone who had half a brain cell who watched this movie would know that it's just a fully made up stat and would never question as to whether it was real or not. Right, Mikey? 100% ditto for Todd, what Todd said. (laughs) So she says she needs a vacation and so she sits down at her desk to pretend to cry, which is very weird. Oh, that scene is insane. And if you thought Cameron Diaz was a good actress up till this point this scene right there proves it otherwise she cannot cry let's talk about this because the film sets up the fact that she never has cried she never cries she can't feel but her fake cry is terrible it is and she's like I'm gonna try to cry because they're like you're not even upset so she has a terrible fake cry and then she picks a town to go to 
in England, just purely not knowing where the town is, not doing any research, just clickety clicks. She gets on this website that's like, let's trade houses.com or whatever, which get murdered for free. (laughs) (laughs) It's something ridiculous. I thought the whole part of them switching houses was a bit of a movie magic. Now, here's the thing. Pre-Airbnb, in the early 2000s when this is happening, that was a thing. Really? It honestly still exists. Yeah, they just kind of yada, yada, yada their way through it in this movie. Which I'm fine with because the movie's amazing. As she's choosing where she wants to go, we cut to England where Kate Winslet is crying and feeding her dog and making tea. And then she goes to light the pilot light on the stove, decides not to light it, and instead starts inhaling gas, which is a very strong reaction, and then talks herself out of it, thank goodness, as the computer blings. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad she did not kill herself. Commit suicide. Kill herself? Yes. Me too. She would have taken the dog with her. Real, real dark. She answers the message on the computer and it's Cameron Diaz asking if her house is available for Christmas and she writes back and is basically just like, great, uh, but it's only available for exchange. So like, it's only available if you also will let me come to your house. And so this is where we find out that Cameron Diaz is in Los Angeles. Kate Winslet's in Surrey. They decide to switch. Uh, and Cameron Diaz's basically final message to her is like, well, are there any men in your town? And she says zero. And so she says, great. When can I come? Yeah. <laughs> is tomorrow too soon? <laughs> Tomorrow's perfect. Which establishes that they both have easily two grand plus to just like drop on plane tickets at the bottom, like the drop of a hat. Like the yeah, very it's next insane. day. You guys yeah. don't have that? No, no. No, I don't. So they both basically dropped two grand on these tickets. She gets on a plane and it was really weird watching people get on crowded planes with no masks. Yes. Like, <laughs> I have felt that with every movie I've watched this last week. Yeah. yeah. Remember how it used to be? People shook hands on this one movie and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so at first it looks like a hot guy is going to sit next to her on the plane, but instead his wife kind of drags him away and two older ladies sit on either side of her. I did love the hot guy fake out though. I thought that was great. It was very funny. She gets an email from Jasper, who is Rufus Sewell's character. He basically is like, oh, you're going on vacation. First vacation in four years. That's, you know, a turning point. Good for you. How do I reach you? It's real predatory. Like, I really hate it. It's real weird. And she writes back, we both know I need to fall out of love with you. It would be great if you would let me try. And I was just like, yes. This is clear boundary setting. This is her taking stock of her emotions and her part in this relationship and creating a situation that will allow her to heal. I am all for it. This yeah. is fantastic. Maybe the one of the most honest conversations that we've been privy to in this whole podcast. Yeah, I mean it does <laughs> yeah. make it a yeah, it does make it a little strange later on because we know he got that message but then he shows up later but well, but he does not stop trying to contact her. He yeah. sends her book pages. He sends her a lot of shit and only shows up because she ignores him. Yeah. Because she's super into Arthur and Jack Black. Yeah. And he's super manipulative. Yeah. He's he terrible. super manipulative. And this is kind of the first indication of it of like, he knows that she would be sad. And if he didn't know before, this message tells him. And then he keeps doing it. So this is for me, the dividing line between it being a misunderstanding and him actively hurting her. Yeah, this is where he becomes a bad guy in my book. 
Yeah. So we cut to first class where Cameron Diaz is flying with a stack of books in one of those like lay down plane seats. It is straight up first class. Yeah. It's yeah. Cameron awesome. Diaz. Her whole job is making movie trailers and she is super rich. Yes. Well, well, I have numbers for that later, but we have established in this movie that she is rich. So we're just going to go with that for now until I reveal some really questionable numbers later. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, this is the first chance we get for one of my favorite running gags in this entire movie. And it does. They rule of three. It, it happens three times is the first yep. one. And it's her life as a trailer. And it's yeah. like oh, I love it. the Mr. Movie phone voice. And it's uh, to be real is the song that plays yeah. in two of them, which is used in so many. Like they picked the perfect songs for fake trailers. I love it so much. And it's basically a trailer of like, she was traveling to get away. <laughs> and it's, yeah, she had the perfect man. And you see like him roll light. over in bed and the little light yeah. flicker on his tooth. I love that shit. We cut to LA where Kate Winslet's landed and she takes a cab ride. And this is becoming a trope that we have seen like four different times in movies that I hate, which is that every time somebody flies to Los Angeles, they're in a cab or in a car and they drive along the coastline to wherever they're going. I, it must just be because I live here and I know the reality. <laughs> I think this is my favorite trope and I want it to continue. I want everyone who gets out of an airport in LA to go through the beach. Um, Great. That'll be an hour drive through traffic. <laughs> I mean, like, look at us. We're on the holiday. I'll see you at the hotel, my man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Todd's going to be smart Fly into Burbank And not have to worry yeah. about it Listen I've been to LA I know how to fly in We get it Todd We get it You've been to places <laughs> I'm the one who's not talking about things That are very LA specific That bother him <laughs> It's me I know but I'm the one that eats shit about it Because Mikey doesn't like me right now What? Yeah, <laughs> it's because you're wearing a sweater And undershirt <laughs> Another shirt and you're in your house, and it's like 10 o'clock at night. There's my Slytherin Christmas sweater, Mikey. Like a snake, you need to shed that skin, bro, and get comfortable. Natalie wore her Hufflepuff sweater today, Aww. so I wanted to match. So cut to Cameron Diaz, who is making her way to Surrey with a fancy driver, and she's kind of asleep in the back, and he parks next to a graveyard, and he's like, oh, it's just down that lane, but I can't turn the car around. So can you just walk from there? Which is weird because cars drive up and back from that house throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, she must have really pissed him off in a scene we did not see. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, because that same driver picks her up yeah. from that same house at the end of that drive deeper into winter than they are now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. Ugh, I hoped you would get a different driver. <laughs> they, they seem to come from different sides. So she struggles to walk down the lane. She struggles to walk in the snow in heels. That is understandable. I yeah. can barely walk in heels when I'm asked to as it is. Right. Tell me to do that on a sheet of thin ice and I would die. Right. She fully runs in the snow in heels in about two hours in this movie. That's true. <laughs> and does not die. She does stop at every gate and take a breath, but she does not die. So Kate Winslet arrives at Cameron Diaz's literal mansion. She runs through the house, basically marveling at everything that's there because it's full blown a mansion. 
We cut back to England where Cameron Diaz puts all her stuff away in Kate Winslet's adorable house. And we get a shot of her face creams, like her face regimen. And I know this is probably not interesting to a lot of people, uh, but she uses all one brand and it's the same brand my aunt uses. So I have some financial notes on it later in the movie. Oh, I was wow. Just like, okay, cool. She tries to drive into town, uh, drives on the wrong side and struggles, which Todd, when you guys were in the UK, did you drive or did you take Ubers and taxis and whatevers? So we took the tube when we were mm. in London and when we went to Scotland, I drove everywhere. So I drove all around Scotland on the other side of the road. And it is like the pep talk she was giving herself. I was doing the same thing. I was like, it'll be fine. I just have to focus everything's the opposite oh i would be super it's crazy out. but you get used to it after a while we were there yeah. for a week so i got used to it after a while we spent three weeks in the uk with my family and my dad drove the whole time yeah and even with someone else driving it's terrifying because it's just completely disorienting. So the fact that A, that Kate Winslet competently drives in the US with no issue <laughs> and that B, Cameron Diaz gets used to driving in the UK is a feat in and of itself. So, I mean, she was there for like a month, right? Like that, I, She's there I for two weeks. That. They're only there for two weeks. I drove in Scotland for a week and sort of got used to it. I was fine with it. Yeah. So Cameron Diaz goes into town to the most adorable grocery store I've ever seen. Yeah. And she's <laughs> buying like wine and cheese. It's kind of like a fancy grocery store like an artisan grocery store like a whole food yeah i mean yeah or like a I, I don't know if you guys have these like like a wine and cheese shop like a place that curates charcuterie yeah like like kroger they call it rouse out there but also no <laughs> no anyway so she buys a bunch of fun cheeses and stuff and the lady at the checkout is like oh someone's having a party and she's just like yeah me <laughs> i'm yeah. having a party alone this is called my night cheese maybe you've seen 30 rock then you're familiar Working on my night, night cheese. cheese yeah <laughs> the only grocery store i went into when i was in the uk was the one where they filmed hot fuzz <laughs> of grocery stores in the uk and they're all pretty great so she comes home she's watching tv uh her trailer comes on and she's just kind of hanging with kate winslet's dog she's doing like a staring contest she lights a fire in the fireplace i had a hot second of like did she open the flue because a lot of houses in los angeles don't have fireplaces so we don't know how to use them and so i cannot tell you how many times i've been with somebody in a place that has a fireplace and they just light it and don't check that the chimney's oh, open. Oh no, so it just fills with smoke immediately? It just fills with smoke immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she doesn't check. She just lights it and I'm just like, oh no. Oof, that certainly is Holly weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, you're so easy to make chuckle. I love it. <laughs> she wanders around the house. She sits in the kitchen. She plays the soundtrack of my senior year in high school, which this movie came out literally months after I graduated from high school. It's 2006, yeah. She's playing Mr. Brightside, which I have facts about later. <laughs> um, yeah, she's playing it and butchering it. She is a terrible singer. Oh, I know this because I saw Charlie's Angels, the only thing I have truly enjoyed Cameron Diaz in. <laughs> <laughs> she's a true triple threat. She's a terrible singer, <laughs> a terrible actor. She's a good dancer. <laughs> I'll give her dancing. Actually, that's not true. I also like her in The Mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Mask and Charlie's Angels, and that's about it. I forgot about The Mask. That movie is amazing. <gasps> I don't oh know if God. we can argue that that's a romantic comedy, but if we I can. I will argue it is. 
I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Kate Winslet is exploring the mansion. She's going swimming. She's watching her DVDs. And the phone rings, and it's the front gate. So she kind of fumbles it, but eventually gets the gate open, and it's Jack Black and Shannon Sossaman uh, in a ridiculous convertible. And Jack Black is like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm Miles. I work with Ethan, who we find out is uh, Cameron Diaz's ex. And they need to pick up his laptop. Yeah. And to her credit, she's like, let me check on that first so that you're not a crazy person stealing laptops. And I was like, good for you, Kate Winslet. Way to go. Yeah, that's a fair thing to ask. Yeah, and it's very windy. And he tells her about the Santa Ana winds. And when the Santa Anas blow, all bets are off because it's fire season. And that's how we all die. <laughs> I was going to ask you if that's a true saying. It is not a true saying. The Santa Anas are a thing where like the news on the news will be like Santa Anas again. So 14 different places are on fire and you're just like every year. Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just it blows sparks. And you know who has sparks? Kate Winslet's it and Jack Black. And Jack Black. Yeah. And he, he picks like an eyelash out of her eye. She, he gets pretty intimate for his girlfriend being in the car She's right, right there. there. Yeah. There, there's a couple scenes in this where I'm just like, mm, he's a little touchy feely for somebody who's from yeah. the cold town of Los Angeles where no one likes each other. So, like, it's questionable, but whatever. He tells her that he's a film composer. And introduces Maggie, his girlfriend. And as they're kind of having this exchange, we see an old man and his nurse walk past the front gate. The next morning, Kate Winslet wakes up, uh, jet lagged, most likely, and uses the blackout curtains in the house so that she can basically sleep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amanda, a.k.a. Cameron Diaz in England, also can't sleep. And there's a knock at the door. The dog barks. She gets downstairs and from outside the door, she hears, it's me, hurry up, it's freezing, and it's Jude Law, and he's drunk. Yes. We find out that Jude Law is Iris, who is Kate Winslet's brother, and Iris didn't tell him she was gone. It was a whim. She decided on a whim. Yeah, they, they didn't tell anybody they were going, essentially. Which is insane. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is she's like, we switch houses for two weeks, and he's like, people actually do that? And I'm like, you're right, Jude Law. This is a recipe for murder. And so <laughs> he sits down on the couch and he's just kind of like, I promise I'm the brother. Here's where the stuff is, you know, or whatever. And he basically tells her, he's like, do you mind if I crash here just for tonight? And she's like, it doesn't matter because I'm leaving tomorrow. She's only been there for six hours and she already thinks it's yeah. a mistake. Well, she sort of explains that she thought it was a mistake because she felt like she wanted to be alone, but going to a place where she actually was alone, like magnified that feeling. So it didn't help. Yes. She's going to leave. I sort of, I got it. I, I was like, that yeah. makes sense. Although maybe think it through next time. Right. They decide to have a glass of brandy together, which leads to them kissing a lot. They do more than kiss, Paige. Well, we'll get to it. We're going to get to Oh, there. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just in my notes in all caps just have like, she's going to get murdered and they better use protection. And I don't, I mean, she doesn't get murdered, but I'm pretty sure they don't use protection. They're fully raw dogging later. They the raw dog at every chance. And he's already got two kids. So like, come on. He should know better. He's Catholic. <laughs> That's very possible, except that it's England, so he's probably Anglican. So they're raw dogging, uh, and this is where, or they're about to raw dog, and this is where she says that her ex-boyfriend told her that she wasn't good at sex. Yeah. And thankfully, Jude Law is like, yeah, that can't be true. That's it's first of all, it's pretty hard to be bad at it. Right. Sex is like pizza. Like bad pizza is still like 
pretty good pizza. It's still pizza. It could have right. been it could have been a salad and it's not. It's pizza. So like just as someone who enjoys a salad every now and then, whatever. It's fine. I don't judge. I mean, I like a good salad, Todd. You're absolutely correct. I don't want to downplay it. But what salad. you're saying, Mikey, is you just don't want to toss it. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's no comparison. Pizza is better than salad. I 100% agree, Mikey. Pizza does beat salad. Yeah. So they agree that foreplay is overrated and that I'm going to say they're both wrong. I think he's just agreeing because he wants to have sex. Well, duh. <laughs> I don't know why she's saying it. I feel like she needs some attention paid to her and then she might have a different opinion. <laughs> Get comfortable with receiving affection. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and pleasure, ladies. ladies. Toodle pip. Toodle so, pip. <laughs> she brings the brandy with them, and he says, look at oh. you. You're already better than you think, which is pretty fun. I thought it was great. And these scenes are amazing because Jude Law is a great actor, and he's acting against uh, someone who I have to assume won a contest to meet Jude Law, and we're just seeing the cameras play out in that scenario. Yeah, like a cardboard cutout of Miss Tropicana 1996. Oh, my God. <laughs> No one tag Cameron Diaz in any of our social media. She's too stoned to care. <laughs> she doesn't care. She's laughing all the way to the bank with the money she made in this movie. Truth. Truth. Uh, they get up the next morning. He can't find his contacts, so he puts on his glasses, which is a good look. Jude Law can pull off glasses and napkin and glasses, and that's a hard look. Yeah. This mofo oozes charm in this movie. See, here's the thing. I don't normally like him. I did like him this last yes, week. I was like, I did, I he's did not too. my thing, but I'm I'll, okay. All right. I'm into it. I'm into well, it. Yeah. And like, we'll get into it as the movie slow plays his secret, quote unquote. But it's like a super cute secret. And like, you just like him more by the end. Yeah. Uh, so he tells her that her ex-boyfriend was wrong and that she's great at sex. And as he's doing that, his phone rings on the table and she checks it and it says Sophie. Now, she does this twice, which I think for me indicates it's a habit. I think so too, yeah. That she just always checks it because she was worried about her last boyfriend. And her last boyfriend was cheating on her. I feel like that's sort of justified to do to her last boyfriend. I don't think you should do it here, but I understand the habit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have kind of an awkward conversation of like, things are complicated. We don't know each other that well. We, I'm not going to stay here forever. We shouldn't get involved. Right. And he's leaving, but he's also like well what if i wanted to call you like if your flight's canceled and you change your mind or something i'm having right. dinner with friends and you were lovely it was nice to meet you so she goes to the airport and we get the second of the fake trailers scored to it's a shame by the spinners i love the spinners man amazing <laughs> Yeah. So good. I have the Spinner's Greatest Hits downloaded to my Spotify and listen to it all the time. That's a great, great choice. Yeah. And the trailer is basically like, found love in an unlikely place. <laughs> and so she decides to leave the airport. Yeah. So we cut to Kate Winslet and Jasper is calling her and she answers it. I was really mad that she answered it. Uh, but he wants her to give his book an edit 
like a revision while she's on vacation. And I'm like, say no. Hey, I know that you're in love with me and I am just brand new engaged to somebody else and that we had sex and that you're on vacation to get away from me. But would you mind doing work while you're on vacation for me? Don't worry, I can't pay you. And this is not going to end up with us married or anything. So enjoy your vacation. He is the worst. I hate Jasper so much in this movie. It's a real Mikey move. Oh, wow. First off, I don't want to involve people. I don't want... (laughs) (laughs) Mikey's problem is he doesn't have enough women to back burner one. He's ghosted too many. (laughs) I mean... I don't, next next scene. <laughs> so we cut back to we cut back to England where Jude Law shows up to meet his friends in the pub, and who is there but Cameron? Yeah, she's already there. She was like she didn't know his friends, so she was just there getting drinks and hanging out, waiting for him to get there, which I loved. I thought it was great. Yeah, same. We cut back to Los Angeles where Kate Winslet is driving around the neighborhood and sees. The old man from before standing on the sidewalk and it seems like he doesn't know where he is so she asks him and is like hey are you lost do you need help and he's like yeah if you give me a ride that'd be great i don't know where my house is i love what he says he's like do you know where i live and she said yes and he goes well that makes one of us yeah <laughs> arthur is so cute like i love everything this man does and yeah. arthur like is his character which we come to find out is like old hollywood writer right Mm-hmm. And the guy they have playing him is a guy who's been in Hollywood since 51. Like he's been an actor since 1951. So he is just the actor version of this person. Yeah, yeah I love that. And he's so good. He's so good. And we find out that the reason he doesn't really know where he lives is because the houses have all changed and he doesn't go out right. alone yeah. often. But he asks her what part of England she's from. He says that Cary Grant was from the same part of England. Oh, you mean when he hella name drops Cary Grant? Yes. Yeah. She's like, yeah, how did you know he was from Surrey? And he goes, oh, well, he told me. Oh, oh, what's this? I found, oh, oh, on the floor. I just found this name I dropped. It's Cary Grant. And yeah. <laughs> he also tells her what a meat cute is. Oh, I do love that they explain that. That is great. I think the meat cute he describes is probably my favorite meat cute that I've ever heard of. It's so bonkers where he's just like. Two people are shopping for pajamas. It's two people who go to a store to buy like night clothes, right? Stuff they'd sleep in. And the guy goes to the counter and says, I only need bottoms. And the lady gets the counter at the same time and says, I only need the top. And that's so cute. I mean, it's the most basic version of a meet cute, but it takes a lot of setup to get there. Oh, yes. Like who only needs half a pajama? Todd, definitely not. Because he just adds layers like, you know, <laughs> Todd needs like three and a half pajamas. <laughs> Okay, I fully know this is going to get me in so much trouble between the two of you. I fell asleep in bed last night wearing my leather jacket. Oh, my God. I have been debating, and I've talked to Natalie about this. I was asking, should I tell them that that happened? And she's like, well, if you don't tell them, I'm going to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Natalie, yes. Anyway, so he tells her about a meet cute. She sees that he has an Oscar, and she hands him keys and she says to him I enjoyed our meet cute basically like we met it was very nice I've had a good time yes. and then she kind of looks around and realizes that he's all alone too Yeah. and just says I hope you don't find this strange but I don't know anybody and would you like to go to dinner and so they go to dinner together and he tells her all of his stories it's so it's sweet it's so sweet yes Todd is right I, 
cry a little bit every time I see this. Like, I just hope that I live to be a thousand years old like Arthur is. And that <laughs> when I do, I have someone in my life that gives a shit to, like, talk to me and hear my stupid stories. Yeah. Well, and here's my favorite thing that he tells her. Because she starts telling him about her ex. And he says, you're a leading lady, but you're acting like the best friend. Now, do yeah. I find it troubling that we think that there's only two options for women in movies and it's leading lady or best friend? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> However, it comes from old school Hollywood page. Forgive Arthur for this. Yeah, I do think his metaphor works. And the idea that you're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life. Yes. And that she is taking a back seat to the events in her life and essentially giving more than she is taking. If you can't handle me at my leading ladyest, you don't deserve me at my best friendliness. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Cameron Diaz back in England, super hungover, uh, and her bra is on a chair in the front room. And Jude Law is like, I didn't have anything to do with that. And she was like, but you were here. Did we? And then she makes the motion of putting her fingers like, like <laughs> literally, like she can't even say it. And he says no, because she was unconscious. Good for him. Yeah. Like consent's a big thing. That's the right call. I think he said, I, I'm not in the habit of hooking up with dead bodies or something very odd. No, because that's what Christian Gray says in the same situation, except we find out that Christian Gray undressed her. And in this situation, Cameron Diaz clearly undressed herself all over the kitchen. And then he just let her sleep it off. <laughs> Smart. But I do like that. She's like, well, if we didn't have sex, why did you stay? And he goes, because you asked me to. So I just slept on the couch, more or less. Right. And she was like, oh, yeah, I did sort of beg you to stay, didn't I? Right. His phone rings and it's Olivia. He takes the call and we kind of overhear his call a little bit where he's like, hey, I can't today. Uh, you know, I've got stuff to do. And he comes back inside. And as she's watching him on the phone call, she's like, oh, he's a busy guy thinking that Sophie from last night and Olivia are other women that he's seeing. Right. So he comes back in and says, I think we should go to town. We should take a drive, get some lunch and get to know each other. And I'm running out of reasons why we shouldn't. And so yeah. they go to lunch. We find out that he is a book editor and a mean one. <laughs> and that she owns her own company that cuts movie trailers. Um, and it's her first date in a long time. But this is where we get the story about why she can't cry. Because her parents broke up at 15. She was an only child. She didn't see it coming. And she thought that they were like the three musketeers. That's what they used to call themselves. Yeah. And she thought they were kidding until she saw the suitcase. And she cried herself to sleep for a long time time and then decided that she was going to toughen up and hasn't cried since which for us answers the story of like where's her family why is she alone and it's i guess because she doesn't want to choose a side or because they've passed away we don't know we don't ever hear from them i mean we don't meet jude law and kate winslet's parents either it just right. it doesn't come up right? right i'm sure that they they're still alive they're married to other people who cares it's not their story right right although i am pitching the holiday too where cameron diaz's parents get back together it's diane lane and and Eric Clapton. I don't know. <laughs> what? I was trying to think of a Jack Black type character for Diane Lane. I don't know. At this point, Jude Law reveals that he cries all the time and yes. that he's 
very in touch with his emotions. So they go back to the cottage and she doesn't want to invite him in because she thinks that the closer they get, the more complicated it gets. Yeah. And she says that sex makes everything complicated, even not having it make things complicated. And he's just like, yeah, so that's why you should have it. That's why we should totally have sex right now, right. Cameron. Let's go. I blocked yeah. out the whole day. <laughs> There's a sitter for another three hours. We cut to Los Angeles and the doorbell rings and it's Miles, Jack Black, who yep. hands Kate Winslet a FedEx from London. These turn out to be the pages from her ex. And she opens it and there's not even a note for her about them. It's literally just like a piece of letterhead and there's nothing written on it. It's very impersonal, which is disgusting. Yeah. She tells him that they're having a Hanukkah party with her neighbor, Arthur, and Jack Black is down. He's just like, yeah, w of course we're having a Hanukkah party. Let's do it. I love it. I mean, he is fully on board for pretty much everything. And that's what I love about Jack Black in this movie. He's there to help out or be a part of whatever's happening. And he just wants to make it better or more fun or whatever. Yes, I very much related with him on this part. Yeah, so this is where we get to hear Arthur's story about his now late wife, where yeah. everyone loved her. She, she had would, the best ass in Hollywood, Paige. That's what that guy said, right? She had the best ass in Hollywood. She's giving Nancy Reagan a run for her money. <laughs> no, Nancy Reagan had that mouth on lockdown. <laughs> So uh, he says that she had real gumption and I always wrote about her. Basically, like whenever he wrote strong female characters. Yeah, he was just writing her. Which is incredibly sweet. Yeah. And Jack Black now talks about Maggie, his girlfriend, which is how we find out that she's on location in New Mexico and she'll be back in 10 days. And they end the holiday party. And it was a super fun time. And they're kind of excited that they got to hear all these stories. And they leave it as maybe we can see one of the old movies that Arthur's recommended together sometime. And he kisses her on the cheek, which is a little close for somebody who has a girlfriend. <laughs> And Arthur and his friends are like actively trying to set them up at some for some reason. They are, yeah, during the dinner, yeah. So so much, but they leave it at that. That's there's no further contact. They're gonna leave it. Oh no, Paige, that was a cheek so nice. Jack Black had to kiss it twice. That's true. He does <laughs> he does kiss it twice, but then he goes. Yeah, it doesn't become anything well, else. Yeah, he goes. I just kissed your cheek twice. This is very weird. I'm and I'm uh, lingering. I've got to go. I got to yeah, get out of here. It's really funny. And Paige, I'll agree. It is a little strange that he does it. Yeah. But I think it's sort of a non-threatening way to indicate to us as the viewers that he sort of is into her on some level. Yeah, he does like her. Uh, we cut to Cameron Diaz in the very tiny bathroom in Kate Winslet's house. And we get our third trailer where yeah. and it's, again, hilarious music. And it's basically like Cameron Diaz let the love of her life go. <laughs> like, it basically yeah. these trailers always serve to like push her towards action, which is really funny. In a world where Cameron couldn't fit in a tub. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a very tidy tub. She's five nine and that tub is for no one over the age of six. Yes. So she goes to Mill House. Rosewood Cottage is where she's at. Yeah. Mill House is where Jude Law lives. So she goes over, rings the doorbell. He answers the door and he's surprised to see her. And she kind of hears that there's people in the house behind him. This was at a time when you could show up at someone's house unannounced and they wouldn't be mad at you for doing that. Right. Like, I love Mikey. Mikey loves me, I think. But if I just <laughs> showed up at Mikey's house, he'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why didn't you text me? Oh, uh, yes. So she asks, 
is someone else there? And she's pretty cool about it because she's like, we're not official. This is, you know, a thing. I didn't tell you. I get it. Yeah. I mean, if he had a woman over, that's not cheating. No, because there's there's been no established relationship right. or anything. And, and that's where she's at, too. Yeah. And before he can kind of explain what's happening, a little girl appears at his side and says, who is it, daddy? And we meet, this is Sophie. Then we meet another little girl. Her name is Olivia. The most adorable children in the world. Yes. The sweetest little girls. Now, the one question I have is why do they both have their own phones? Because they're like six. Yes. Okay. That was my question is why are they saved in his phone as different names? Like, why does it just say house? I don't know. That's a very good point. It's 2006. They both didn't have cell phones. Right. No, yeah. 2006, I had only gotten my first cell phone like two years prior to that. And I and that was because I was driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they invite her in and they ask if they can still have hot chocolate. He says yes. And they're like, dad, take her coat. Like they're very much kind of pushing them together as well. Yeah, because they're like new mommy jackpot. Uh, as he's taking her coat she very quickly as she's turned away from them is like are you married and he says no i'm widowed basically yeah and he spells it out because he doesn't want the girls to know i thought that was so sad and sweet i was like oh oh i know it's so sad they tell her that she looks like they're barbie which is yeah. very cute. And they all have hot chocolate together where he equitably splits the marshmallows and they talk him into doing Mr. Napkinhead, which is a pretty good bit for a dad, I would say. I would say as well. Yeah. So the little girls say, we have a tent in our room. Do you want to see it? Jude Law is kind of like, no, because I think he's kind of like, don't, it's too much. Don't overwhelm her. Uh, but they're like, you don't like tents? And she's like, no, sure. Okay, we'll go see the tent. And it's the tent to end all tents. It's an amazing tent. It's amazing. 10 out of 10 tents. Wood tent again. It's great. It's intense. Oh, hell yeah, Mikey. It's also indoors, which I'm a fan of indoor tents. It's great, except when there's haunted toys in them, like in Conjuring 2. Oh, it's true. Absolutely not. I like indoor tents on this podcast, babe. There you go. <laughs> The other one we do, I'm out. So they're just generally being the cutest kids on the planet. Uh, and she looks up into the top of the tent and they've cut out a bunch of stars. And she asks who did, like basically who cut the stars out. And they're like, we did the three musketeers revealing yeah. that that's what he refers to them as, which is when I started sobbing. Me too. I was sobbing. Absolutely, oh Paige. My God, yes. You guys. <laughs> it was so sad, you heartless bastard. So hard. <gasps> oh no. The funny thing is, I watched this with Natalie tonight, and I started crying, and she looked over at me, and she was like, "Oh man." <laughs> I am fully like Jude Law when it comes to movies. I will cry for nothing. Yeah, th this made me cry a lot because they clear they really like her. They're into yeah. her immediately. And afterwards, he's like, hey, you were a huge hit with the kids. Well, before they even have that conversation, the girls ask if she wants to spend the night. Yeah, with their beds, we'll push our beds together. Yeah, I thought that was so sweet. I thought it was weird for her to be like, yeah, I can't sleep here because I'll fully be raw dogging your dad upstairs. But like, <laughs> I, that's fine. I mean, that's the truth, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> she kind of confronts him, rightfully so, about why he didn't tell her about them. And he basically is like, I don't usually tell people about them because it's a whole extra part of my life that I'm still figuring out. I don't necessarily want to introduce them to new people all the time just to have them leave. I completely get that. And she's 
from LA. Yeah. It's baked in that she is leaving, right? Yeah. So why would I introduce my kids to someone who I'm clearly falling for? I, I don't want to hurt them like I'm going to hurt, right? Right. So we cut back to Los Angeles where Kate Winslet goes to hang out with Arthur and she's opening his mail with him and he gets a letter from the WGA, the Writers Guild of America West. Yeah. And they want to have essentially a tribute to him and he's like, no and she's like we gotta do it so she tells him that with some exercise he could walk and i could be your date so they start doing aqua aerobics but at this point i'm like he's like 90 and he just might not be able to walk anymore <laughs> like this isn't like a <laughs> oh you were in a car accident let's rehabilitate you <laughs> this is you're 90 so that bothered me and it bothered me the fact of like they're gonna organize a christmas time tribute and like a week yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, an event that would take months to plan, yes. Right. They even allude to it when she's reading it. She's like, they're trying to do this real soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only complaint about the whole movie is like, okay, was this event planned and was going to go, it was going to happen without him? Right. Uh, we then enter what I would call the most convenient series of phone calls ever in a movie. Uh, it's not a great screenwriting device, but I'm going to excuse it because I like the rest of the movie. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the call waiting stuff? Yeah. I oh, think it's so, so cute. Yeah. It's cute, but it's impossible. I don't know if it's impossible. Improbable? Absolutely. Impossible? Uh, it could happen. Nothing's impossible, Paige. Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's wildly improbable. And in screenwriting world, we would say that this scene lacks causality because it lacks a reason for every single one of those characters to call her at that time for like all of them to call together. It's, it's convenience for convenience sake. But again, I'm going to excuse it. Because I like the rest of the movie. <laughs> so she's talking to Cameron Diaz on the phone. Yeah. And she's like, how's it going? Is it, you know, good? And she's like, oh, you met my brother. How? And, and Cameron Diaz is very obviously like, how's he doing, though? How did he say? Yeah. Ask him how he's doing. Did he talk about me? She's like, do you want to just wait on hold? I can call you back. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll wait on hold. And she tries to go back to Jude Law with call waiting. But she's lost connection on that call. And so it ends up being Cameron Diaz again. And she's like, I can't believe you slept with her. And it's still me. I'm so sorry. Can I call you back? I can't believe you slept with Like she's ripping him to shreds. I love it. Because then Miles calls and right. she's like mad because yes. she thinks it's Jude Law. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Am I in trouble? I just wanted to call and see what you were doing Christmas yes. night. <laughs> yeah. And can I, I come that. with you? So they go to the video store, which is how you know this movie is old. And he brings her an iced coffee drink with a big dollop of whipped cream. Yeah, she's a big dollop. And asks her, how's it going with Arthur? And they're just kind of talking about, you know, how their exercise has been going, whatever. And he starts doing he starts doing a bit where he basically pulls up a movie and then acts out the score of that movie. And he gets yeah, he sings it like, yeah, he's like doing the full chariots of fire. And he gets to the chariots of fire driving Miss Daisy and gone with the wind. And on gone with the wind, he changes it. He gets real loud and is like, yeah. are you in bed? by this yeah. game that I'm playing. <laughs> it's very fun. Yes. Uh, he does Jaws and then he does The Graduate and we reverse shot to reveal that in the same aisle of the video store is Dustin Hoffman. Oh, so who's great. like, I can't go fucking anywhere. 
Jeez. Oh man, I love that. It was it was such a what the fuck is Hoffman doing in this movie? It's really interesting, and I don't know if this was intentional, but there are some specific scenes in the graduate that are shot from right to left instead of left to right to disorient you. And this shot cuts from right to left where he's on their left which is unusual normally you would cut to see on the right and i think it's only because it, on the right you would have seen him behind them yeah but it was one of those things where i noticed where i was like oh did they cut backwards oh okay all right and it made me think of those scenes of the graduate which is kind of funny yeah he recommends a movie called the mission and as he's doing it they see his girlfriend walk past the front door with somebody else yeah it's oh, rough no. man and Kate Winslet literally watches their breakup and it is brutal. Yeah, <laughs> it is brutal. And like so awkward. You're just like sipping your coffee, watching a couple breakup, right. which is like kind of fun, but also kind of awkward. Glad I got the big dollop. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the couple. If it's somebody I don't know, fun. <laughs> if it's somebody yeah. I do know, not so fun. Having been in this situation, I felt so bad for Jack Flack. Yeah, well, and he basically is like, I always choose the wrong people or I always place affection on people who do not return that affection to me. And Kate Winslet, going through the same thing, is like, well, it's because you hope that you're wrong and so you ignore the bad things. And then when good things happen, you celebrate that more than you should. And, you know, it makes you stay longer when you shouldn't. And she kind of is pretty honest about her situation. And so they decide to make Christmas fettuccine. And just hang out. Time out. I went on a date a couple weeks ago. Okay. A friend date. Um, It's a girl I went on dates with after we both recently broke up with somebody who destroyed us. And then so like we weren't really ready. And then like we kind of stayed friends. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. But like she invited me over and we watched this movie and then she made me fettuccine. I'm sorry. You watched this movie? Yeah. Okay. So that leads me to this question then, Mikey. And Paige too. Is Christmas fettuccine a thing? I've never heard of that outside of this movie. It's not, but it's fettuccine's delicious all the time. I know. I want to have fettuccine year round. I don't want to only have it at Christmas. This is like one of her favorite movies and shows she's like, let's watch The Holiday and I'll make you fettuccine because I was having like a bad week. All right. And I was like, down for it. We're supposed to go out again at some point. As Mikey, I'm not going to lie. If Natalie said that, I would be like, hell yeah, let's do it. But I would also do that if you were like, hey, Todd, come watch The Holiday and we'll eat fettuccine. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. That sounds amazing. I don't care if there's food. I'm down. Let's <laughs> oh, do yeah. It. On my end, it doesn't have to be The Holiday. If they're just like, it's fettuccine. Let's watch The Thing. Or it's fettuccine. Yeah. Let's watch Wedding Crashes. Mikey, could be fettuccine and holiday. I'm on board. Yeah. I love holiday. It's so anyway. good. <laughs> so they hug uh, and we get a montage of Arthur getting ready for his ceremony. Yeah. And then we get a similar montage of Cameron Diaz being sad and alone, but so is Jude Law. And so she's packing. He shows up as she's packing and they make out. Uh, we cut back to L.A. where Jack Black has written like a theme for Arthur, but he's also written a theme for Iris. And he says something yeah. really funny, which is I only use the good notes. Which is really great. They start singing along to it. She's a doodle prodigy. I did love that back and forth between them. It was so great. Because they both say fruitily do at the same time or whatever. 
Oh. And it's one of those things where I was like, I wonder if that was just like a happy accident that happened because the way he reacts is so genuine and silly. I loved it. It may be. I don't know if you listen to a lot of Tenacious D. I do. Um, but there's a lot of yeah. fruitly doodling. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just Jack Black's normal way of being. And it may have been a happy accident. I'm not sure. Yeah. I am very sad because this was like his attempt for like mainstream like romantic comedies. And I really feel like missed opportunity. He should have been in more movies. He's. A, I mean, he's still in a lot of movies. I just think it's. I think Mikey Means is a romantic lead. Yeah, and he played like a more serious character. Yeah, I think it's more a Hollywood problem than specifically a Jack Black problem. But also, Jack Black got older, as people do, and I think the new version of that is Adam Devine, who's in a ton of stuff. Oh yeah, he is in a ton of stuff. I like Adam Devine. I do too. I just think that most of it's not acting. I think that's just kind of who he is. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm here for it. So we cut back to England where Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are pillow talking and they're trying to figure out how this relationship can work. And the reality is that there's just not an easy way for it to work. I have legit had this exact conversation with somebody. Yeah. And it ruined my life. It's a brutal conversation. Yeah, that's terrible. Real talk. My husband and I had a similar conversation when he had to go back to Texas to take care of his mom and decided to stay together and do the long distance thing. And it's not easy. So I understand people who don't choose that. Oh, for me, we stayed together, too. Like it was she lived in Vegas. I lived in Nashville and it was like long distance for a little while. And then she moved to Nashville and then I moved to San Diego and she cheated on me. So like it was a nightmare for me. Oh boy. I mean, that yeah. didn't happen in my version, but okay. <laughs> you gambled in one page. I gambled and lost. So they have sex like one last time, allegedly, yep. um, or 12 last times, depending on his stamina and stamina. Well, I mean, and they don't Stana, do foreplay, Stana. so you can really cram it in. Yeah. Yeah. Just ram it in. You're an American. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut back to Los Angeles where Kate Winslet and Jack Black are on like a lunch date eating sushi and he has an accidental boob graze. Yeah. And they're talking about Arthur's song. They're trying to get Arthur's stuff ready. And Maggie calls and he tells Maggie that he's busy at the moment because uh, he has to get the music back in time for Arthur's ceremony. Uh, but he does agree to go see her. Now, they have a line in this that's a throwaway line unless you live in LA where he's like, I have to get all the way out to Silver Lake, but I'm going to try and make it back. So my husband and I live further east than Silver Lake. Silver Lake is northeast of Hollywood. And it's yeah. there's one, essentially like one road in, one road out. And so if you get stuck in traffic, it's not quick. It's very possible that you could get stuck on your way back so that's a thing that they establish as like a he might not make it but if you don't live here it doesn't make sense and you're just like oh i don't care i i, I put the context <laughs> clues together i was like okay he's going further away and he might not make it yeah which i thought was kind of a dick move it's a super dick move and fuck maggie she sucks yeah yeah what you do when someone cheats on you is you just like untangle your lives as quickly as possible and move on well, and he didn't have to answer the phone call. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, when I figured out what was happening, I was gone and all the way back in Nashville 10 days later. Like, you just get out of that as fast as possible. This is the thing where they, you know, he caught her cheating. They talked about it. I don't know what more there is to say on this one. They chose not to be together. I think it's for the best. She sucks. <laughs> absolutely. But Paige, what happened is that guy who Jack Black saw them with 
broke up with her yep. and she wanted to go back to Jack Black because he was yep. on her back burner. But he tells her that Maggie told him that she misses me and she came to her senses and he kisses Kate Winslet's forehead on the way out. But Kate Winslet is clearly a little upset because I think she maybe thought they were moving towards something. It kind of felt that way. And yeah, I think so. So she gets home. She puts the blackout curtains on the phone rings and she's reading Jasper's pages and he's like oh I've got a surprise for you and she's like where and goes to check the front door and he's there I hate everything about this I hated it a lot Kate Winslet is understandably surprised that Rufus Sewell has showed up here yeah he basically is like I had to see you and she's like I was right there for three years and he's like I know I just hate when you're gone I don't want to lose you oh it's so dirty it's real lame I mean it really is just hey uh, let's cheat on my fiance together one last time. Yeah. Or until I want to do it again. Yeah, because he pitches at one point. Well, I'll get to it in a sec. So we cut briefly over to Jack Black and Maggie's crying, but he's not really into it. Like he's not engaging. We cut briefly to Jude Law and Cameron Diaz who are asleep next to each other, but she's awake thinking about what she's going to do. Then we cut back to Kate Winslet and Jasper and he says when you get back to London we could sneak off somewhere like Venice meaning he wants to cheat with her then right there yeah. and then when they go back to London he wants to continue to cheat with her and we know this because she asks and is like so you broke up with her and he's like well I don't think you understand how confused I am and she's like whoa oh whoa 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 she handles it so well though I loved it yeah, she's like, you're still engaged. You have no plans to not be engaged, basically. You don't want a relationship with me. You want me for convenience. Get the fuck out. Yeah, get the fuck out of my vacation. Yeah, and she gives him an amazing speech and ends it with like, I have gumption. Fuck off. Um, it's yeah. Great. Oh, it's so good. It's so cute. It's so good. She goes to Arthur's house where he says, I like this Hugo boss. He cuts a nice suit. And all I kept thinking was the Nazis did too. Yeah, and we, we already established that he's Jewish. And I did not like that they made him say that. I didn't either. I'm going to be honest with you about that. Every yeah. time I hear that line, I'm like, Ugh. Uh So he gives her a corsage and he says, I I'm sorry if it's corny. And she's like, I like corny. Corny is great. And, you know, corny is wonderful. And I'm getting that from all the movies you made me watch. So they go to his ceremony where they're all ready for him. It's a packed house. All his Hanukkah friends are there. Legit cry every time this scene happens. Every I time. I this part is really good. He gets to the end of the aisle and there's stairs and he looks at them for a second and then his theme plays because Jack Black made it and he kind of jauntily walks up the stairs and he, Jack Black, basically sits down next to Kate Winslet and says, sorry I'm late, it's over with Maggie, you look beautiful, and he kisses yeah. her on the cheek. So Arthur gives his speech and it's great. I do like that we get like three lines of Arthur's speech and then it cuts to Jack Black and Kate Winslet talking and he's like, hey, uh, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? We should hang out. And she's like, I'm going to be back in the UK for New Year's. And then he's like, um, well, I could be in the UK for New Year's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I if I come all the way to the UK, will you be my date? And she agrees. And she actually kisses him on the yeah. lips here. It's like a little pet kiss, but it's it's a kiss. It counts. Yeah. Count it. Right. Yeah. So we cut back to England and Cameron Diaz is packing to leave. And they're agreeing to keep in touch because the last time we were with them, they were having that conversation about like, is it going to work out? How do we do this? Jude Law admits that he loves her and she doesn't return it. Not because she doesn't feel the same, 
but because she can't see it working. She can't manage yeah. the logistics. Oh, yeah. And she's like yeah. very open about how, hey, this was perfect between us right here. It's yeah. never going to be like this because and she lays out this scenario like in six months, it's going to fall apart. So why even go through all that? It's fine. Whatever. We'll just leave this as like a stolen season. Right. To like rip a line from Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good breakup talk. I, I definitely pocketed that. <laughs> uh, so she gets in the car to drive back to the airport the car that miraculously somehow now can turn around on the street and was able to pick her up at the house and is the exact same driver and is the same driver yeah. on the way back to the airport she starts crying in the car she's like oh my god i can get wet yeah oh my god foreplay does mean something uh so <laughs> she gets out of the car and she has to run all the way back down that path to the house in heels whole nine she bursts inside where jude law has been crying too i love when he walks in and he's just like he doesn't say anything but he fully is just like i'm a fucking mess yeah <laughs> i am honestly bawling as much as jude law right? is in this scene I'm like, oh, I get it, Jude. <laughs> it's so sad, and she's such a bad actress, but it's okay <laughs> because Kate Winslet's here. Um, <laughs> she basically says, why would I ever leave before New Year's Eve? That makes no sense at all. And you said that you love me, so I'm guessing that I've got a date. And he says, well, I've got the girls on New Year's Eve, and she says, it sounds perfect. Oh, God. I oh, cry it's so, good. so much. It's so good. So much. Like, seriously, for the last 15 minutes of this movie i'm crying the whole time from arthur's scene through the credits i am a ball of tears yes we cut to kate winslet comes back to the uk and she's there with the girls and she brought jack black with her yeah and cameron diaz and jude law are there and it seems like they all have a happy wonderful new year's eve and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie yes all right so having seen it having talked about it give me some thoughts what do you guys think I, I enjoyed this much, much more than I did the first time I saw it. I actually really liked it, and I will probably watch it again next year. <laughs> yeah, it's a tradition movie, and I'm glad that you are now starting your tradition in your first year of watching this movie. Yeah, I, I take it back because I've criticized this movie for a long time, and re-watching it, I was just like, no, I do like it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's, Paige, it's not a perfect movie. There are some things that are a little dated and not awesome, but, man, I love it. I think it's so good. I, I think the stuff that is they nailed the stuff they do so well in this movie outweighs the small little nitpicky things oh yeah that i will say make it not a perfect movie but it is great i i, th I think it's a good movie and then like i think characters make realistic choices and they you yes. can see the feelings really develop and I, I i really like it and i think it uses the christmas theme well and i just i like it overall it's just like a really sweet movie yeah absolutely this is like one of those movies you should watch every year this and the mask i need to start watching the mask every oh my god year. i watched <laughs> the mask every time it's on tv Dude, I would so watch it. I haven't seen it in years and years and years, but I would watch it again. Immediately. Do you guys yeah. think they're still together? Well, let's go through each couple. So let's do Kate Winslet, Jack Black. Do you think they're still together? Yes. They might be. I think that Kate Winslet got fired the next year because print is dead and she works in the newspaper business. So she moved in with Jack Black and found a job out there as like a, a writer for a company or whatever. Yeah, I think she quit because she doesn't want to be around her ex. I think that that is the best case scenario. Yeah. Because yeah, she gets away from Jesper or Jasper or whatever the fuck his name is and she gets to start a new relationship in a new place. I think she did move to LA. I also think she wasn't super close to their nieces. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why maybe. you think that. I but, don't know yeah. because like they live right around the corner it seems yeah. like. Yeah, but like they seem not as close at that end scene so I was like, okay, so she's like, she's ready to go. 
Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I have some notes about Cameron Diaz's job. And while in 2006, it may not have been as remote, I would say present day, she would move to the UK because her entire job is remote. Well, yeah, he could have moved to LA because his entire job could be done remotely. In fact, his entire job could have been done remotely in 2006. Right. I will say that I don't think he moves because of the kids. I think he stays put. Sure. I think Cameron Diaz could fully do that job now. I mean, Cameron Diaz could move to the UK and have someone run the LA office and she would just open the London office or whatever. And she could start that side of the business there and still be, you know, wealthy, maybe not wealthy. We'll talk about that in a second. Well, yeah, that's a bit of the problem because that those types of businesses don't actually exist and we'll get into it in just a second. (laughs) Yeah. But But, okay. Now, having talked about, could they stay together? Do you think Jude Law? on Cameron Diaz could figure it out. Yeah. I think Cameron Diaz needs to reevaluate the priorities in her life. Which I think she did <laughs> symbolically when she cried and stopped the car. Yeah. I think they all talked this all out. But Mikey, crying once in the back of a car is not getting over the trauma that she dealt with Look, as a child with her parents coming apart. That's how I got over my trauma of my parents divorcing was crying in the back of a car one time. I think it's more along the line. I'm thinking more along the lines of her relationship with work where yes. she's taken a vacation but I think it's going to be a difficult transition for her to slow her life down in a way that would be a healthy relationship in their family union. Yeah. Potentially. You guys are not answering the question, though. Do you think they're still together? I think they could be, but I think it's going to be tough for her. Yeah. I think Jack Black and Kate Winslet are much more likely to be together than Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. Right. But I will say that sometimes people fall in love with a family. Like you meet someone, they've had kids and you kind of it becomes your new family. And so it becomes more important. And so I think that can be and can happen. So I do think they might be together. I just think that it's a tough transition, which would be the case for anybody coming into that situation. Absolutely. All right. Are we ready for some fun facts? Yeah, let's do some fun facts, Paige. So in that one scene, we see that she's using Kiehl's skincare uh, and the amount of bottles that she has means that her skincare regimen costs approximately $500. Oh, wow. Sorry. Someone who has a shitty skincare regimen. How long does that last? Maybe a month. Oh, Jesus. $500 oh, yeah. a month? Wow. Yeah, I would say at best two months. She's clocking in at a couple hundred bucks a month easy. That's crazy. But I mean, her skin looks great. Who am I to judge? Skin looks she's great. got the money. Spend it. Yep. Uh, and now, granted, that's just because she's got like 10 bottles of stuff. Like you don't have to use all 10 of their like skincare line or whatever. The average person would use probably one or two and that would maybe cost you 100 to 120 bucks every two months give or take but for the amount of bottles that she has it's like 500 bucks now let's get into some houses so jude law's house in surrey which by the way i had to find real estate websites for surrey england you're welcome uh but his house (laughs) that's the kind of deep dive research you could expect on this podcast yep His house, or rather a similar (laughs) house, a similar size house in Surrey, would cost about 925,000 pounds. Oh, damn. It's over a cold mill dollars. Yeah, over a million dollars. Uh, Now, granted, those are today's prices. There's not an easy easy way to get historical data. I have a question, though, Paige. He also had a cow. Did you factor in the heifer? Cows are actually not as expensive as you would think. 
They're expensive <laughs> to feed. They're not expensive to buy. It's interesting to me that the person in L.A. is telling the person in Tennessee how much a cow is. Oh, I don't know if you know, but cows are maximum a thousand or so dollars. What? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I am way overpaying for beef. Again, depending on the cow. If you've got like some sort of prize winning cow, it's probably more. But I have looked into prices of livestock because there's a part of me that would love to like in the apocalypse have a farm. And you can get calves for like a few hundred bucks. Really? Okay. It all depends on like where you got the cow, what you're feeding the cow, what kind of cow it is. Right. Anyway. So yeah, cows are not that expensive. So and again, this came out in 2006. So prices would have been lower. But all we really have to go on is today's prices. So uh, Kate Winslet's house is closer to about 499,000 pounds. So like 550, $575,000. It's a cute house, man. I love it's that place. It's a cute house. Uh, but let's go into Cameron Diaz's house. Yeah, that place is a legit <laughs> mansion. Now, Cameron Diaz's house, as we've established from the route that they take up basically through Malibu up sunset means that her house is likely in Bel Air just above Beverly Hills or it's in the Hollywood Hills. I searched both. I found a house that looks pretty comparable for $12,995. Good Lord. Okay. That's so much money. That's insane. I can't comprehend that. 12 million. Actually, 13 million. Round it up. That's insane. Now the property taxes on that would be easily a couple hundred thousand dollars a year like it's the, the property taxes are worse than the house itself almost because but she like, has the very lucrative job of making trailers for wrong a living. wrong <laughs> let's go into it i was hoping you'd get into this that's what we call in the business a segue segue <laughs> now here's the thing if she owned her own film development company like a production company it's possible that she would have a lucrative job although still nowhere near enough to afford a 12 to 13 million dollar house but this movie specifies that she makes trailers and movie trailers are typically made by content producers within the distribution studio that has purchased the movie in their marketing department it's not yep. necessarily something that they contract out for unless it's an indie film and in that case it's going to be a lot less money anyway but content producer salaries can range from between about 60,000 to 100 to 150,000 depending on your level of investment within the company and the size of the projects you work on so for example a content producer at buzzfeed who's making like small internet videos is probably going to make closer to about the 60 to 80k range while someone managing an entire trailer division for a distribution studio is on the 100 to 150 thousand dollar end that would be the equivalent of what she does most likely but that means that she's maxing out like let's say that she is overpaid she's still only making about 200 grand a year there is no way she could afford a $12 million house. It would literally never happen. This yeah. house is impossible. Uh, essentially, a $200,000 a year salary, which is about where she would be, would buy her a modest three-bedroom, two-bathroom house in Silver Lake. Now, yeah. <laughs> let's have some notes about Mr. Brightside, because I don't know if you guys know this, but Mr. Brightside has been one of the longest charting songs in history the killers are amazing i love the killers the killers are amazing but as of 2017 mr brightside had charted on the uk singles chart for 11 of the last 13 years 
That's crazy. Yes, including a 35-week run in 2016-2017 where it peaked at number 49, prompting an article reviewing how Mr. Brightside had literally not left the charts at that point since its release. Good Lord. Yes, it has a record of being on the charts for 209 weeks and counting because it still routinely makes the chart. (laughs) And if we look at some of the top 10 most enduring hits on the chart, Mr. Brightside sometimes ends up in that top 10, especially in the UK, more so in the UK than the US, but occasionally in the UK. And that's up against things like the fucking Beatles. (laughs) The killer's Mr. Brightside is so famous that it has been, it has had booked sing-alongs at the Glastonbury Festival. What? Yes, where people, they literally like had the killers play it and thousands of people showed up just to sing along to the song. And it was also one of my favorite songs in 2006. There you go. Wow. That's great. I mean, it's a great song. It's not as good as their song, The Man, but it's a great song. That's a pretty good song as well. I mean, I, I, Hot Fuss is one of my favorite albums. So I feel you. Oh, so good. So anyway, those are our fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. We appreciate it. You guys want to do some box office? Sure. All right. So this movie came out in 2006. What do you think the production budget was? $20 million. There's a lot of famous people in this movie. It's Nancy Myers. It's filmed in expensive places in Los Angeles. I'm going to say this is a $30,000 movie. Okay. Say that again, but $30 million. Um, That's what I meant. Sorry. $30 million. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So it was $85 million. Shut the front door. Nope. $85 $85 million. That's so expensive. It's so expensive, guys. There's no special effects in the whole film. No, everything's in the lens. It's in the camera, right? But you are talking about four actors that are like in their peak, in their prime oh. in this movie. I'm going to say between the four of them, that accounts for $40 million or more of that budget is just salary. Oh, I would say that that's maybe on the low side. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so it came out December 8th, 2006. It was third at the box office that week. It was beat by Apocalyptico or Apocalypto. Oh, gosh. I I have, I don't think I've ever seen that movie in full, but that was Mel Gibson's. Yeah, it's so good. That was his last movie before his whole meltdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before he lost his mind, yeah. And then it was also beat by Happy Feet. Oh, really? Happy Feet was huge. Happy Feet had been out for a month. I think I was too old for Happy Feet at that point because I don't, I've never seen it. That's fair. Uh, and then Holiday was number three. It clocked in at $12.7 million in its opening weekend on an $85 million budget. $12 million's not bad. It's not bad. So what do you think? The Holiday made in its full theatrical domestic run. I remember people loving this movie even when yeah. it first came out. And so yeah. I feel like making back its budget domestically is a stretch, but I would not be surprised to see it hit 60 or 70 mil. I'm going to say okay. 50. Okay. So Paige, you're closer. It made $63.2 million domestically. This movie also crushed overseas. It made yeah. $141.9 million overseas. Jeez. So the worldwide box office of two. $105 million. So it was amazing. And then it went on to make another $82 million in the domestic DVD and Blu ray sales. So it made money, which sucks because 
I feel like this movie proves that you could have a Jack Black sized male lead in a romantic role yeah. and it still sell tickets. And that is something that is super rare even nowadays. I mean, unless you're talking about Paul Blart Mall Cop or Paul Blart 2 More Cop More Mall. But like, you're right. It doesn't happen often enough and it should. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was worth pointing out that it had a, I would say, a body positive male lead at least. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. They, I mean, they just don't let him have sex in this movie. And that's what's frustrating. That's true. I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is 2006. I, I mean, I, you don't see people doing that now, though. I mean. Yeah. Back yeah. then, all you could do is kiss on the cheek. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unless you're Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. We we hadn't had that episode of Girls where Lena Dunham and Patrick Wilson have sex. So I get it. People aren't ready for it. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> but yes. Paige, you just got to release the tape. Of, of what? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's face is stellar right now. <laughs> So yeah, but that's box office. So this week I made you guys watch The Holiday and you're welcome. Paige, what are you making us watch next week? I've been holding on to this one. This is this is why I let Todd skip my turn so I could choose this week because the next episode is going to air on Christmas Eve. Yes. Which is why we're going to watch White Christmas. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy about this, Paige. That's a musical, right? It is a musical. It's a musical <sighs> and a farce. You've got two different couples. Rosemary Clooney, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye. It's amazing. Uh, you have Vera Allen doing tap dancing that people just only dream and wish of, that they could do. It's great. I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited, too, because we haven't done any of these like 1950s era rom-coms oh, that man. there are so many of and they are so amazing i can't wait i grew up on these kind of movies yeah. i feel like mikey's all mad and upset about it and <laughs> then we're know. gonna come back next week and be like okay but i loved it i don't you know I'm i i will watch it with an open heart and an open mind watch it with your mom i'm sure she'd love it <laughs> yeah take your mom on a date to it mikey and i will fully tell you the plot of this movie makes next to no sense there are bonkers things in this film it makes about as much sense as the night before christmas except there's no time travel and there's songs so we're gonna have a great time <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't wait this is gonna be great Paige. i'm so glad you picked this one all right mikey do you have a review for us to read I do have a review. Well, while you're getting ready to read that review, let me explain how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is simply to leave us a five-star text review and leave Mikey a little text so he has something to do with it. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yes. Who's it from, Mikey? JJ Rose 1. Nice. Writes, I think I'm in love. Dot, dot, Aww. dot, 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 dot. They say, I hate rom-coms. <laughs> okay. I hate almost everything about them that there is. But I also <laughs> love them so much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Absolutely. I, I feel like I'm in some ironic storyline waiting for my perfect match to enter scene, which is exactly what happened. Romancing the pod came into my life and showed me that there are other cool people who share the same love-hate relationship with these movies that I do. Paige, we're cool. I've been cool this whole time. <laughs> this is news to me. Todd... <laughs> Mikey and Paige are absolute gold. I laugh through every single episode and I found a podcast that I can recommend to people who don't share my interest in ghoul ghosts and gore. Oh, nice. I'm here to leave behind my rom-com bitterness and announce my feelings from the top of the nearest tall platform. I'm in love with romancing the pod. Oh, that's so sweet. JJ Rose one. Thank you so much for that. Awesome. Five-star review. And I'm sure because you're normally into ghosts and gore that you're probably a 
avid horror virgin listener so thank you so much for that as well <laughs> so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. That's going to be it for us this week, guys. I'm Paige. Uh, Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us to, to completion. completion. Toodle pit. Laters, baby. I'm your life now. <laughs> Dude, the end of this podcast got very aggressively romantic. <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas is romance in the pod Romance in the pod With Paige, Mikey, and Todd Gee, if I could only have romance in the pod Then I could wish you Merry Christmas Buy something nice for your mother, okay?